0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: All right, welcome into the Odds and Audibles podcast. I'm Matt Prem. Uh Getting you ready for tonight's Oregon men's basketball game, number 15, Oregon, taking on the Boise State Broncos. Ducks are also 1-0 on the season. Both teams uh, won their respected season openers, which was earlier this week on a Tuesday. Uh, The Oregon Ducks were at home in this basketball game against Fresno State. Another Mountain West conference team. Oregon won that one 71-57. Uh, Boise State, they, however, played uh, just a little bit different quality of opponent. They played an NAIA school, Life Pacific. Uh, they won that one, one twenty six to forty nine. So, quite a, a stark contrast in competition. Oregon played a, a team in in which typically in college basketball, Ken Palm uh, teams, college basketball teams that are ranked near the one hundred rankings. You know, those are all quality wins. Top fifty are really good wins top 25, are, are viewed as elite wins. And for Oregon, you know, they're right around right now 30th in the Ken Palm rankings. It's an analytical website we use, uh, very popular among college programs themselves. Uh, Oregon is is 30th in the, in the rankings. Fresno State was 108th. So they played about as good of a, an opponent as you could get without it being viewed as a quality win. And And quite frankly, as the season progresses, Fresno State's going to go into the top 100 as long as they have the year that, they, that they're that they supposed to have. They were picked fifth in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, they should win right around 20 games this season. If they win a couple extra more, that game could turn into something in the top 75. Uh, and if they have a really good year, that could end up being a top 50 game. Uh, Ken Palm views Boise State kind of in the same scope. Uh, the, the Broncos are coming into this game with... Uh, A national ranking of 102. So, again, just a fringe uh, right as close as possible to being an elite team. Or not an elite team, but just one of the good quality opponents that you play. Uh, And so, obviously, Boise State played life Pacific. They're not even ranked uh, in Ken Palm's rankings, and they're an NAIA school. And so, naturally, you're going to see quite a bit of difference in score. And for uh, the Broncos, they, they had eight players Score in double figures. They scored the most points in a single game. They also had the largest margin of victory coming into this game, and so Oregon's going to be the more tested team. Boise State's going to be right around where Oregon, where Fresno State was at uh, on Tuesday in terms of level of competition. Now, Oregon is playing a schedule this season that's kind of inversed, in which. They are playing right out of the gate a lot of their more difficult games in non conference play. Typically, what you see in early November is you see these teams play in, you know, one, two, three, four, sometimes even five games against, you know, lesser competition in which the results are 25, 30, 40 point wins, kind of like what Boise State did, in which Oregon's players, you know, and their coaching staff can throw everybody out there and kind of get their. Their bearings right and see where things are at, and that's just not the case this season, as Dana Altman uh, explained to me at Media Day earlier this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got to have some games where you get everybody on the floor. You know, you'd like a couple of those early. You know, and that's why teams do it. You know, they they want to get everybody acclimated to playing and and playing in front of crowds. And you know, it's it's easier. You know, Peyton's a vet. You know, so you know his freshman year he probably wouldn't have said that, but uh, now as a senior. You know he he wants those challenges but no I you, you've got to have a blended schedule you know, you've got to have some games where you can get some things put together usually those are early in November this year are kind of our November December right. schedules are flipped because uh, it just is what it is but uh, uh, I do like uh, you know the fact that our guys are approaching these games they know they knew Fresno was going to be dangerous, and and they know Boise dangerous. So you know, it's not like we're underestimating them at all.
0: All right, looking ahead a little bit towards this Boise State Oregon game, the matchup to watch for, uh, if if you're an Oregon fan and you don't know a lot about Boise, and I'm assuming you don't. Uh, it's going to be Derek Alston. Or, Oregon's going to have their hands full with this guy. He's a six foot nine junior, redshirt junior, so he's technically a senior senior academically. Uh, he's been on campus. He was an honorable mention player last year, or second team player, excuse me, last year for the Mountain West Conference, uh, voted by both the coaches and the media. Uh, so that tells you, you know, respected by the people that cover the team, respected by the people that coach the teams in the Mountain West Conference. And he's a projected draft pick this year, second round draft pick. Uh, ESPN is it has him in their top 100 rankings inside their top 100. Uh, I believe, 60 rankings for NBA prospects this season. He is a second-round projected pick and a guy in which there's a lot of interest. There's a lot of intrigue in him because of his size, because of his athletic ability, because of his versatility, because of his shooting, his handling. He can do a lot of things. And in today's day and age of college basketball slash NBA basketball, the more you can do, the more valuable you become. Uh, And we're seeing that play out with Derek Alston. Who does... Oregon put on him. Wouldn't surprise me if it's Chris Duarte or, or Shakur Justin. One of those two guys are, are gonna have their hands full guarding this guy. And and look, Saturday night we were told this week that there's gonna be, you know, roughly 20 NBA franchises sending somebody to Matthew Natarina Saturday night to catch the ducks. Obviously, this is gonna be a game in which Oregon has plenty of NBA talent on their team. You know, they've they've got guys like Peyton Pritchard, they've got guys like C.J. Walker, uh, Chris Warte, Francis Okoro. Uh, they have the list of guys that are going to generate NBA interest. Um, quite frankly, almost all of their players have some level of degree of interest, whether it's an, you know, a guy that they're tracking for three or four years down the road, whether it's a guy that they're tracking for this year, or, or even next year, like a, a guy like C.J. Walker's case. Uh, Oregon's got plenty of NBA talent that's going to attract NBA scouts come through. We know that. We've seen that. Uh, but it's also Boise State here. You know, Boise State's Derek Alston is is going to be a really good basketball player. He's going to be the focal point for, for this Boise team and a team in which uh, is going to be pretty good. Um, I, I said it earlier that that Oregon has kind of done an inverse in, in scheduling. Typically, you see teams come out and play uh, – Cupcakes, if you will. Uh, Lesser opponents before they they really ramp up the schedule. Oregon is doing it differently this year, and that's just kind of the way things are, Dana Altman said. Uh, They're playing tough teams right out of the gate. Uh, They have a a monster game on Tuesday against Memphis, um, which features the number one draft pick and James Wiseman. Or I should say projected number one draft pick. Uh, and James Wiseman. They've got multiple five stars on their team. So this Oregon game, this Oregon team, they're playing difficult teams early on in the schedule. That's going to be a challenge considering there's so many new faces. I thought Oregon played pretty well uh, against Fresno State uh, on Tuesday in a game in which they were playing an opponent that you know, they won 23 games last year. They they were an experienced ball club. They had older players. They're probably going to win 20 something games this season. They were picked fifth in the Mountain West Conference. By the way, Boise State tonight's opponent was picked fourth in the Mountain West Conference. So Oregon's playing difficult teams. They've got they have uh, some some talent that they're playing in the non-conference schedule. It's only going to get tougher. And if you're looking to do something on Saturday night and you're not in Eugene, you can't get to the game. Just just watch a little bit of this one. Keep your eyes on the scoreboard a little bit. Maybe keep, peep you know, peep in and here and there. And watch, you know, 10 minutes or 20 minutes. There's no duck football, so you're you're not tuned in to, to what, what Oregon is doing right now. So in terms of a football standpoint, so keep score of this one. Don't be surprised if you get a good competition, a good game between these teams. And look, if Oregon comes out and wins in a blowout, uh, they're a 12-point favorite. If they win by more than that. You know, that's probably a positive sign for where Oregon's going. Uh, Got a lot of respect for the Boise State program. Dana Altman said said as much uh, with with this team. They're not taking them lightly. He called them dangerous. Uh, They've also beaten Oregon the last, you know, they've they've done it a couple times. So uh, they've they've played quite a bit the last few years. And, you know, Boise State's been able to to win a couple. So uh, don't be surprised if uh, this game is competitive. Now, to get you ready for this game, to get you caught up On all things Boise, uh, we're going to have B.J. Rains join us from the Idaho Press. He's also the editor of Blue Turf Sports. He's an AP Top 25 Hoops voter, uh, and we'll have B.J. on momentarily. Well, let's welcome in B.J. Rains of the Idaho Press Editor of Blue Turf Sports and also an AP Top 25 voter for college basketball this season. B.J., how you doing? I'm doing great. What's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Covering some basketball now mixed in with football. It's, it's that crazy month of the year for sports. I'm sure you can reciprocate that on your end of covering a football team and now having to cover a basketball team at the same time. It uh, can be a little crazy, right?
1: from one city to the next and covering one to a football conference day. so yeah it's a very busy time of year but it's a fun time of year and it's uh not a lot of better you know jobs out there i'd much rather take this over some of the other stuff so it's fun and looking forward to uh, the season looking
0: forward to saturday's game absolutely boise state uh last made the n tournament in 2014-2015 uh, when they finished tied for first in the mountain west conference uh, they made the first four. They've won 20 games or more, though, in seven of their last nine seasons. Um, really just a really solid college basketball program under Leon Rice. Um, just what's In, in his 10th year now, what's just kind of the, that common trait, that common theme uh, for Boise State basketball?
1: They, uh, they develop players. They're not going to get the five-star recruits, but they can turn guys uh, you know, that are two- or three-star recruits into – solid players. Um, they're they're not, you know, they don't get blown out very often. They're in most games. Even when they're big underdogs, they find a way to hang around. And then they win some of those. You know, the problem was last year, they went 1-9 and nine in games that were decided by 3 points or less over time, and they lost 10 games. They were leading at halftime. And so they just had this fluky year which, according to Ken Palm, they were the unluckiest team in his uh, luck, luck factor rankings in the history of his 18 years of uh, tracking rankings at KenPom.com, so they literally uh, were really unlucky last year and that's just there's no other way around it so they had a decent team but every time a uh, foul would be called with a second left or they uh, choke up a three-point lead in the last seconds because something you know a 90% free throw shooter would, would miss four free throws and Utah State would hit a buzzer beater I mean just all kinds of crazy stuff happened and uh, it resulted in uh you know, the first 20 loss uh, season in the history of the program. I mean, they had the most losses last year in the program's history. Some of that has to do with you know, more games being added now and things like that. Their winning percentage wasn't the worst, but uh, they're usually a very solid competitive team that's going to finish near the top of the Mountain West and give you a, a good game and they're hard to beat at home and for whatever reason, last year they just uh, didn't have a ton of depth and they brought in a couple transfers and a couple guys that just didn't fit and they didn't work and so they were left with not a lot of depth on the bench, and two of their starters were having to play with pretty severe knee and ankle injuries for most of the year that needed surgery afterward. It was just a a weird year, and they tried to cut it through, but they just lost a lot of close games and ended up with a not very good record.
0: Yeah, Broncos this season, though, were voted preseason fourth in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, They have plenty of experience back, and headlined by Derek Alston Jr., who's got a lot of NBA scouts closely monitoring him. I don't know if if you're aware of this or not, but there's going to be supposedly 20 scouts in Eugene Saturday night to uh, to watch this basketball game. Some of it's for Oregon, but some of it's also because of Austin. Um, just kind of, what, what's the level of buzz uh, or expectation for this basketball program right now at Boise this season?
1: Oh, I think they're very excited. I mean, you know, they just uh, played a uh, game last night, which uh, should have been an exhibition game, but it counted. They played a non-V-1 game last night for their opener, and scored 126 points and, um, and they feel like they've got some more balanced scoring this year and Alston, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be an NBA player whether it's this year or next year. Uh, he's a Richard junior uh, but he has developed so much since he came in. His points per game average from last year to the previous year was the second biggest jump in the country and so uh, he's already, and he looks like he's going to take another big step forward this year. He's a athletic 6'8", 6'9", wing player and he can shoot, you know, from the outside. He hit a couple three-pointers last night from, you know, five or six feet behind the line, uh, but he can drive on you and dunk in your face, too, and you can post up. And He's he's an all-around player. He's a special player. He's certainly one of the best players in the Mountain West, uh, you know, and, and, you know, because he plays at Boise, that hurts him a little bit, but Chandler Hutcherson's was a first-round pick for Boise a couple of years ago, uh, and they're looking like they potentially could have their, you know, second drafted player in, in three or four years, which is, you know, for a school like Boise State, that's not really known as a you know, place where prospects, uh, you know, NBA players go, uh, that, that's a pretty good accomplishment, showing the type of talent and development they're starting to do. So also the special player, I know Oregon has a, a roster full of special players, but, but he's, uh, you know, in most games, he's going to be the best player on the court. And that may not be the case on Saturday, but he's certainly going to be one of them. And uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. They've had a lot of NBA scouts come through practice, uh, come through, and will be coming through, you know, this year to, to uh, extra mile arena Boise too. But they got a solid group. They got a couple guys that you can see from the outside. They're a veteran group with uh, you know five, uh, you know, four senior starters plus Alston. So uh, they're not going to be intimidated going in there. They've won in that building before, so I think they're looking forward
0: to it. Yeah, I was just going. That was going to be the next question. You know, last time they played here, they they won, uh, or two two years ago, I should say. Uh, they won on that on that buzzer beater. What's just the confidence level in this team knowing that you know there's guys on this group that have have beaten Oregon. And you know they've, they've and then not only have they beaten them, they've they've done it on Oregon's own home floor. So what's well, just the kind of the confidence level you feel like this this team has coming into this game?
1: Yeah, I think they did. A, you know, they've won two of the last three years, I believe, or two or three last times, or they've won twice. I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, they won there. They also won uh, one of the years in Boise. Yep, too, that's right. Uh, when, or- when Oregon was ranked in the top twenty-five, and, and if I'm not mistaken, the other game or the first game. That was in Eugene you know Boise State had no business being in and they hung around and that was a pretty close game for uh most of the game also Oregon won but uh, Boise State uh, I know going into the game where they hit the buzzer beater it felt like they had some confidence because they knew that they had played well you know pretty well the first time they played at Eugene so uh yeah it was a half court buzzer beater it was a crazy glutey shot but they they did a lot of other things in that game to put themselves in position they were winning that game until that uh, I think it was Pritchard or somebody had a, a driving layup with like yep. ten seconds left that tied it, and so uh, you know the game would have gone to overtime even if that shot didn't go in. So Boise State did a lot of good things in that game. Um, you know, it's a it's a big game for them obviously this early in the season. This is probably the earliest. Uh, Coach Rice was calling it last night. You know, this is the hardest early schedule they've had because right after this they play UC Irvine. We won 31 games last year, and they played BYU right after that. is a pretty solid team, so they've got a pretty tough uh, next 10 days ahead of them. And so, um, I think they're just looking forward to it. They, they, you know, it's a pretty fairly easy trip. You can fly over there. It's not a terrible, you know, long, you know, trip to get over there. And uh, the only bad side for them is it's right in the middle. We were talking about football overlapping. It's right smack dab in the middle of the Boise State, uh, Wyoming football game which is a pretty big game for them in terms of the conference race so not a lot of eyes will be on the game the basketball game maybe that's a good thing for Boise State so we'll we'll see how the
0: game plays out. Abu Kijab former Oregon Duck player played a year and a half we'll call it uh, at at Oregon and it's kind of kind of kind of funny because Oregon played at Boise last year he was on the bench. Uh, on Oregon's side, and and then a couple days later, he had transferred to, to Boise. Just kind of, he's not eligible for this game, right? No, no, he will
1: not be eligible until the end of the first
0: semester. Right, so what, what's just kind of the, the earlier feelings on him and the kind of the impact he can make uh, for this Boise team once he does become eligible to, p- to play? Oh,
1: yeah, right. Was like the player in the locker room after the game, like firing up the guys and was like already being this like leader when he had just gotten there and when he couldn't even play. And so uh, they think, you know, that he's the type of player that fits their system perfectly. They don't play like a traditional, you know, center, post up, high low, you know, two big in the game. They're a guard oriented, a uh, lot of wings. You know, they play small. Like their starting center is going to be 6 7 on Saturdays. And so, I mean, they don't. They don't really have like the positions of center. They just have a lot of like six, 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 seven guys that are athletic and can score. And so you know it, it helps them in some games and hurts them in some games. But he is like the perfect wing type player for what they do. They really are excited about uh, what he bring. You know what he's going to bring athletically and from a leadership standpoint. And like I said, they're just you know lacking some depth right now. They don't have a ton of extra guys. They've got two other uh, D one transfers that are sitting out this year, and then got another transfer from Arizona. Emmanuel Acop that they're trying to get eligible also, and they're hoping to have a resolution by Saturday on that, but every day passes. They're thinking it's more unlikely, Um, but, uh, you know, they're trying to get him eligible instead of having to force him to sit out the whole year, so, um, yeah, Leon can't wait to have him. He has a countdown going, you know, 39 days, (laughs) 38 days, until they get him eligible, so I don't know, you know, the reasons behind the transfer or, or, or what Oregon fans thought of him, but... His skill set and, and and apparently the last year when he's been sitting out, how much better he's got. They think he's going to be a really solid player.
0: For him. Yeah, Emmanuel. That was going to be the next guy I brought up. Five-star recruit out of high school, 24th best player in the country, seventh best small forward. I mean, you list the you know ons and ons. It's he, he's talented. I was so he there's is there's the he, so there's a chance he plays, but maybe not probable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Filed an appeal and apparently the way it works is you you kind of hold back some of your good evidence and you wait for the appeal to kind of hear you know for the first thing to get denied so you kind of see what you know they're looking for and then you you don't fire all your bullets with with evidence and stuff and reasons why uh, you know and then you have nothing left so they were not surprised to have the first appeal be denied they apparently had everything the NCAA wanted and and, and within 24 hours filed the the formal appeal and, and they you know they, they say that most of these waivers are getting approved on the appeal anyway not the first time cause it's a different set of people that, that do the appeal and do the regular one I don't know how it all works but right. everybody knows everybody knows the situation going down in Arizona the original assistant coach you know Patrick yep. Nick that had recruited ACOT had some like academic academic fraud scandal issues and left you know to begin with and is no longer there and then the other assistant Coach that recruited him, uh, you know, spent time in a federal prison. Uh, so, you know, they, they, uh, they, Boise State feels pretty good about their case there in terms of, you know, why they feel like he should, you know, with all the mess going on down there, that he wanted to get out and that he feels he should be able to play. But right. He did leave, or he, he did leave before some of that stuff came public, and that probably hurts a little bit because it's kind of hard to tie two and two together. Sure. Before, you know, all that came out, um, but I will say this, that uh, I don't remember the kid's name, but there was another kid that transferred from Arizona that went to BYU, and he just got word like 10 days ago that he was approved.
0: Alex Barcillo.
1: Yeah, and so he got approved, and a lot of Boise State fans are like, you know, what to bleep but <laughs> right. you know, how, does he get approved? how does he get approved, and, and why are they kind of getting denied, but uh, Boise State still feels like they're in a pretty good position, but apparently there's like a conference call that uh, has to happen still in terms of making their argument on the appeal. And that hasn't happened yet as of, you know, recording this. So, um, I, I they, their whole, they think he'll play this season, but they're not sure there's enough time to get it done by Jack, sure. Baby. He, You Sure. Know, he would make a big difference. He's that another type of that 6'9 wing player that would really
0: help them out. Yeah, I was going to ask, don't really want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but if, if he could play, it sounds like he'd be a pretty big difference maker for, for Boise on that end of the, Uh, of of the spectrum Um, let's let's look ahead now to to Saturday's game real quick uh, before we cut you loose Uh, don't want to take up too much of your time for today but uh, what's just kind of that matchup in uh, in your mind that's going to be really critical or or is there anything in this game that just really intrigues you of of seeing hey how does Boise stack up or or you know this this could play out you know this guy's playing well and see if it carries over what's just kind of that intrigue for you you've got personally in, in this game
1: and they were both against, like, NAIA programs that no one's ever heard of. So they won the first game by, like, 61 points, and then the real game last night they won by 77 points. Jeez. And they set, a school, they set a school record for uh, for points. They won 126 to 49. And they set a school record for points and a school record for margin to victory. Um, so, I mean, they hit 17 threes last night, but, I mean, most of them were wide open. So I just want to see them play a legit team and, like, see how they – they stack up uh, and i think that uh you know me rice has a ton of respect for for dana altman and, and talks a lot about you know what, what he's doing over there and uh, the fact that they were willing to get a series and, and get them to come back you know they got them in Boise last year and kind of the, you know the weird deal where they played twice or whatever but, sure uh, you know I, I think that uh they they like this game they like to challenge themselves and play tough games and um i, I think they're just want to see how they stack up we, we talk about a guy like Derek alston it's one thing to be scoring 25 points when the tallest player on the other team is 6'5", but let's see what you can do against, you know, legit NBA competition on the other side too. So, uh, you know, they're going to have to hit their outside shots. they're a shooting team, they're a ball movement team, so they're going to have to, uh, you know, make the extra pass, take care of the ball, find, you know, open guys, and then when they get open shots, they're going to have to knock them down. So, uh, you know, it's the first road game of the year for them, and as I said, it's the start of a pretty tough schedule here. so. Um, I'm just excited, and, and I think Boise State fans are excited to just kind of actually, for the first time this year, see how much better this team is compared to last
0: year. Maybe it's too early of a question for us, really, to, to know for either team, really. But uh, Boise State wins this game, why? Or Boise State loses this game, why? What what What's the difference for each of those?
1: Well, I mean, I, I would certainly think Oregon probably wins the game. Right. I just think they have a little bit. I, I think Oregon has... Just a little bit too much talent at this point. Um, as I said, first road game. Boise State's not at full strength yet. Um, I, I just think there's numerous reasons. Just there's just a gap in talent. I mean, I think Boise State certainly could win the game, and if they do, it's going to be defensively. You know, they're going to have to frustrate Oregon. Oregon's going to have, have to have an off night shooting the ball. Sure. Um, and, and Boise State's going to have to have you know multiple guys adjust uh, up in a. Uh, you know, Alston both have 20-plus, you know, point games. And, and, and the other thing is, Boise State has to stay out of foul trouble. They do not have a lot of guys right now. They have another, you know, one of their reserve players they're expecting to contribute. Riley Evercrombie broke his wrist in practice. So they're really down to, like, two two scholarship reserves. Um, the, the coach's kid, Max Rice, is a walk-on that, that didn't, you know, could have got a scholarship but didn't get one. So he's technically a walk-on. He plays. But they basically have three guys off the bench they can count on. Um, and so they, they just don't have a lot of depth, and so if they get in trouble, they could be in trouble. But I I don't you know hopefully it's a competitive game at least. I certainly think Boise State has a shot, but I think there's just too much talent on the other side. And I think Oregon you know, Oregon probably pulls away and probably wins the game somewhere by around ten points.
0: Sure, he's BJ Reigns uh, covers the Boise State Broncos for the Idaho Press and also the editor of Blue Turf Sports. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it.